your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, so we've got a question from Jamie here, and she's asking... Hey Carson, I've got a horse that is really herd bound, has lots of magnets, uh, barn sour, buddy sour. Sometimes he will even be drawn to the gate in our arena. How can I fix this? So, uh, luckily Jamie, you are in luck because you would do the exact same thing to fix all of them. Uh, look at buddy sour, barn sour from here on out. Let's just call them magnets because it's all the same thing. It's just when a horse has a place that they would rather be than where you're trying to have them be. So the irony about fixing magnets is, although it's one of the most common problems that people have with their horses, and it's one of the first things you want to get taken care of before trying to make any progress with a horse, uh it's actually probably the easiest thing to fix when it comes to horsey stuff. So the way you would do this, you know, you hear a lot of different things like, oh, you you can't let them go over there to their buddy or where they want to go because uh, then it'll just get worse. You got to force them and, you know, make them stay away from it. But the irony of that is, is you actually want to do completely the opposite of that. What you want to do is anytime, it doesn't matter if it's a young horse, an old horse, anytime you feel your horse have the slightest bit of a magnet to anywhere, another horse, a gate, a barn, whatever, you go with that. That is an opportunity to make your horse way, way better mentally and physically. You know, if all a horse can think about is getting back to the barn, it's going to be really hard to get him to think about side passing or loping a circle or something like that. So what you would do there is just slacken the reins and say, okay, let's go over here to this other horse that you think you want to be around. And then as he comes up on that other horse, you just start trotting tight, fast circles around him. And making it kind of difficult to be around that other horse. And you can kind of lightly and rhythmically bump the bit. You can kind of continually keep bumping him with your legs, your heels. Just make it not impossible and not painful, but just difficult to be hanging out around that buddy. And more than likely, if you just let your reins be completely slack, he's just going to trot really tight circles around him on his own. Now, it is important that you're able to have your horse light enough to the leg, or if he's not, have you like a little spanker or something so you can keep his feet kind of hustling a little bit. Because the whole idea here is is it has to be hard work around the buddy or the barn, you know, whatever. And it has to be easy when he decides, not when you pull him off of there, but when he decides to leave the buddy, that very instant you feel him starting to think like that, Life needs to get really easy on him. So as you're trotting around this other horse, you know, kind of fast, maybe smooching, spanking a little bit, kicking him, 
as you do that, usually, you know, even the worst ones, after about five minutes, maybe even less than that, you'll feel that horse kind of start to stand up a little more and prepare to make kind of a bigger circle where he's not right in there on him. For a couple seconds right there, you could ease off just briefly, just for a few seconds and let him feel, oh, wow, when I kind of made a bigger circle and got a little further away from this horse, it felt a little bit better. And then you would just go right back to keeping him working. Well, after you work this for a time, not very long at all, if you're doing it right, maybe 10 minutes, you would feel him really commit and he would kind of stop leaning and you would feel him kind of stand up and he would start to trot away from that other horse. And right then you think, oh my gosh, he's done it. We're, we're good. Well, not quite. Usually they'll make it about 10 feet out, you know, in a straight line. And then they'll say, oh, I need to go back again. So they'll make, they'll kind of duck back to go back over to the buddy. And then you just start him back up again, keep him hustling. So when they start to get to where they're kind of leaving and then ducking back, you're getting close. And then after you work that for, I don't know, five to 10 minutes, they'll get to where they're really leaving that buddy for, you know, a good 20, 30, 40 seconds. And then they'll kind of gently kind of turn to go back over to them. And when they get back over to them, you just hustle them up again. Okay, well, figure another six, seven minutes after that, You've just about got it to where he will go anywhere except where the buddy is at. So remember the big, the, the two most common mistakes people make when doing this is that probably the most common one is they don't get the horse hustling enough and they don't really make it clearly more difficult when he's around the buddy. So don't be afraid to kick him. Don't be afraid to spank him some if you need to, to get him to hustle and keep his feet hustling. Uh, but then the second most mis common mistake people will make is they're still trying to use the reins and pull him off of the buddy a little bit or, you know, whatever. This exercise works really good if you pretty much just do not touch the reins at all. If so, if you're doing it like that, where you're not doing anything to influence that horse's direction, then that way, when he truly gives up wanting to hang out around that buddy and goes anywhere but where that buddy is, then you know you're starting to get somewhere with this exercise. Now, you could do the same thing at a barn, at a gate. You know, the way you get a horse to where he loads in a trailer really well is you just do the opposite of that. You make him really, really buddy sour to the inside of a horse trailer. You make it awesome to be in the trailer and not awesome to be out of the trailer. Uh, so you're doing, you know, the exact same thing, just in reverse. That's kind of interesting. But, uh, and then, so let's say now you've got this horse to where, you know, you can, and it should only take you about 40 minutes, maybe an hour to get this working very well to this level that I'm about to mention. But when you have it to where you can be, say, 50 feet away from the, from the buddy horse, point your horse right at his buddy, 
trot him off, drop the reins and cross your arms. And before he gets within 20 feet or so of that buddy, the horse you're on will just randomly turn and go any direction except for over there where that buddy is at. Now, when you get that going, you, you know, he's pretty much got the idea. Now, the next time you get on him, you may feel a little bit of magnet somewhere in your horse and you just do the same thing again, except for this time, he'll kind of already know the movie, so to speak. So, you know, instead of it taking, you know, 10 minutes to get him to kind of leave, it'll probably only take you about five minutes and of digging, basically, to have him right back where he was the day before. And on day two, he's even more sure, oh, wow, when a human's on my back, unless they ask me to go over there, I really don't want to be by the buddy, the barn, the gate, whatever. Well, then by day three or four, should be able to just jump right on that horse. And the last thing he's thinking about is the buddy. So the whole point of this, and we tell people at clinics all the time, uh, you know, one of the biggest first initial things is to get your horse mentally neutral, meaning he doesn't have a magnet. He's not trying to randomly go too fast. He's not out in front of you. And he's also not super lazy, always way behind you. He's just kind of right there mentally and physically neutral, ready to start being asked to do something or learn something. So many times, uh, let's say somebody's on a horse that's got a big magnet to a gate that's on the right, and they're trying to side pass the horse to the left, and that magnet pull is not letting it work. So they think they need work on side passing, but really... What they need is work on getting rid of the magnets so he can side pass away from the gate. Or if you're trying to lope a circle, you know, uh, 70% of the circle you're trying to trot or lope or whatever is pretty good. But then the side of the circle that's towards the bar and the buddy, the gate, whatever, he kind of slides out of the circle and then you pull the you pull the rein and he just kind of bends his head, but his feet don't really continue following on the track of the circle. A lot of times that's just from a magnet. So getting a horse neutral is really, really important. Uh, And then uh, just for clarity, you know, a lot of people say, well, well, I have to do this every time I get on him. Well, no, if you're consistent for about a week, that horse will be so sure that it's the same movie every time. Uh, you know, within a few rides, that horse will have it figured out that, you know, he needs to be mentally neutral instead of having a magnet because it's so much better of a deal. And one other thing real quick, and then we'll talk about the other side of the coin of magnets and buddy sour, which is actually probably more important than this little exercise you can do to fix it, you know, uh, a lot of people ask, uh, shoot, what was the question? There's uh, there's something people ask. Oh, yes. People ask, uh, you know, well, let's say I'm not a, let's say I'm not real comfortable going at a fast trot or I'm not real comfortable kicking my horse and, you know, making him hustle a little bit. Well, it'll take a little longer, not much, but it'll take a little longer, but you can do all this at a walk. 
So then you might say, well, how are you going to make it difficult to be around the buddy if you're not working him hard when he's around the buddy? You can actually do nothing more than just start rhythmically bumping the bit. Uh, you know, like bump, 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 bump. And then when you feel him kind of, you know, maybe when you're first starting, if his ear just tips away from that buddy, you could give a release right there. And then when his nose kind of tipped away from the buddy, maybe there's a brief second where as he's circling around that buddy, instead of kind of looking and keeping his eye on that buddy, you noticed he kind of looks out at something off in the distance. You could ease off a couple seconds right there. See, you're built, you build it. And, uh, so you, you know, you can get that going in, uh, in that real laid back chilled kind of way. And as long as your timing is good and you're rewarding the smallest change in the slightest try, uh, you know, really, really quickly, you'll have the exact same result. It just, it were, it does work a little quicker though, when you can be a little more black and white with them about how, Hey, this is not the good deal. The good deal is away from the buddy. But you can do that as well. Sometimes people ask, well, what's some groundwork exercises you can do to help that? One thing you can do is you can put two horses in a round pen or an arena together. And basically, you kind of use a lunge whip with a flag on it, maybe. And if it's a big arena, you can even do it in a pasture. Uh, you may need one or two friends where you guys each kind of take one section of the large area. That way you can keep the heat on them and keep them hustling and keep uh, keep the flag or whatever waving when they're together. And then when you see an opportunity, you might try to get them to part a little bit. And if you can get them to part for a brief second or two, then you can lower the flag, turn around and walk off, kind of stop driving them, so to speak. And the horse will say, oh, wow, when we separated, the heat turned down. So you can do, you know, you can do something like that. Another deal you can do is uh, if you have a friend that could help you out, you could get two horses lunging and have them about, you know, depending on the size of the circle, just basically have two, two horses being lunged next to each other. And every time they got on the part of the circle where they passed by each other, you would just wave the flag a little bit and smooch a little bit and maybe kind of send a couple waves down the halter so it kind of bumped their nose a little bit. And every time they passed by each other, they got a little heat put on them. And every time they were on every other part of the circle where they're kind of away from each other, you would be real mellow. You would lower the flag and just kind of let them be. So, you know, you can do stuff like that as well. Now for the other side of the coin as far as Buddy Sour. Okay, so... You know, we all know that horses are herd animals. They're designed to be in a herd and have companionship. That's where they get their comfort and security from. Okay, so a horse has this self-preservation instinct. And typically, when a horse is not with other horses, that self-preservation instinct will heighten and say, hey, get back over to the herd to where it's safe, right? Okay, well... Through practice and doing all these things like we're talking about where you're getting really good at clearly communicating things to a horse and making it their idea to want to do what it is you want them to do, like this exercise we're talking about. You know, you 
you're not trying to make him leave the the other horse. You're just making it difficult to be there, and you let it become the horse's idea to leave the buddy. See, uh, so that's kind of how you want to set up anything you want to try to get a horse to do. But the better you get at doing this and, you know, all kind of scenarios, trailer loading, haltering, catching, riding, stopping, side passing, backing, turning left, turning right, lowering the head, raising the head, softening the pole, bending the neck, all of that, okay? Well, the better that we get at those things, the more confident the horse is going to be, right? Okay, so the horse gets more confident because of our good communication. Okay, well, you know, the way that a lead horse becomes the lead horse in the herd is by being a really clear communicator and being really confident in what they want and moving the other horse's feet when, where, and how they want those other horses positioned and placed, etc. That's why groundwork is kind of an important thing. You're establishing that same kind of relationship as like a lead horse, you know, it's, it's speaking their language basically. But anyways, you, you get these horses more and more and more confident. Well, the more confident the horse gets, the lower those self-preservation instinct walls that the horse has no control over. They either, you know, that self-preservation instinct will throw up a bunch of walls around that horse and basically start operating that horse that's why horses are still alive today because that is that self-preservation is so strong in them okay well the better we get at communicating the more that self-preservation says hey this is kind of the same deal as me allowing you to follow the lead horse in a herd environment that human is showing leadership confidence, clarity. I'm pretty, I'm starting, this is, this is all hypothetical, you know, theoretical, but just think of it like this. It works. The self-preservation starts to tell that horse, Hey, I think you're okay to be with that person mentally and physically. And then that self-preservation allows that horse to not have to have the need to be around other horses to satisfy the self-preservation, right? Because now, instead of needing to get the comfort and security and self-preservation satisfied via means of being at the barn or by other horses or whatever, well, now the horse can get that from the human, that's on his back or on the ground or whatever. So it almost works twofold as a horse is, as a horse becomes more confident, the horse also gets more independent. And as the horse gets more confident, the self-preservation also lowers those walls and begins to allow that horse to be more all about you instead of what that horse used to have to be forced to be all about to feel safe, the barn, the other horse, etc. So if you were to take a colt, you know, that was halter broke and not had any, uh, 
you know, not ever been given a reason for those self-preservation instincts to come up and say, hey, this human is not any good for us. We better kind of just block them out and go find some comfort at the barn or by the horses, you know. If you could start a cult where he never had that happen to him, well, you could take that cult from his first ride till his 5,000th ride and never actually have to devote a specific exercise to, well, now my horse is buddy sour, so I have to go in and fix that. You get to a point to where you just start riding a horse, and they get less and less drawn to things that give them comfort and security because they start getting that from you instead of only getting it from being at the barn and other objects and stuff. So, It's all about getting a horse to feel good right down into his most inside innards, as Ray Hunt would call it. He needs to feel good in his mentality all the way down into his skin. He needs to feel safe, confident, relaxed. And if you can get a horse doing that, well, that is the true way you fix and or never even have to deal with all of these common horse problems like buddy sour that people have with their horses. So there is also, uh, for those of you that don't know what it is, there's also, uh, we have a website, it's buckaroocrew.com. And in that website, there are several videos showing how to do the exact things that we talked about as far as curing Buddy Sour. We show the specific exercise, and then every other video in there, you know, obviously is all about learning to communicate with a horse to improve his confidence, etc. So as far as the other side of the coin of fixing Buddy Sour, every video on there would be a piece of that other side of that coin. So... Uh, Just kind of think about that and start playing with it and not only experiment with that exercise, but I want you guys to think more heavily about, okay, yeah, maybe I'll use the exercise to kind of get a head start on this thing, but a better, you know, a more important tool to have in your arsenal is become the kind of person that can grant a horse the same comfort and security that he finds being around other horses or at the barn or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast, real simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 